Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for this uh, breakout session. Uh, this is on uh, overcoming or breaking strongholds. Uh, my name is Mike Connell, I'm from New Zealand. Um, I pastored a church for many years, been in the ministry many, many years, and uh, now I operate an apostolic ministry around the world, working with churches, working with pastors. And I, of course, a lot of the work I do, I have to address and help pastors that were struggling with challenges in their marriage and uh, challenges in their ministry. And, uh, and of course, we, so I want to share a few things just related to that. And uh, marriage is like a garden, you have to cultivate it. And if you neglect it, you're gonna have some weeds come up that you'll regret. And uh, one of the big issues that unresolved issues, things that we just let go by and don't ever address or deal with, they can actually end up sabotaging both your life and your ministry without you realizing it. And uh, most people are aware that there's uh, some issues going on that they're not quite what to do with them. And I suppose if you're watching today, it's because you either want to help someone or secretly want to get help yourself. <laughs> uh, but uh, I observed very early in ministry that uh, people would go to marriage courses and they would do okay for a while, but then they would sort of slip back into old patterns. And I asked the Lord about it. And uh, why is this happening? You know, and he said, it's because you're not addressing and dealing with the hidden spiritual roots. You're not dealing with the forces that are driving the problem. And so he said, if you want to bring lasting change to someone, you have to address hidden spiritual roots. And so in, in our ministry regarding marriages, we, can, we have to do more than just teaching communication skills. Those things are wonderful. And managing finances, all of those are very helpful. But actually, what usually sabotages it are the hidden belief structures and bondages that people have in their heart. And uh, I, I remember dealing with a, one of the family members, and uh, there was a belief structure that sabotaged the ability to actually develop and cultivate wealth, cultivate finances. And when we discovered it and removed it, there was an immediate shift and a change. And this goes for lots of things. So, so in dealing with uh, spiritual issues, you, you need to think concerning a tree and the fruit it bears. In Luke 6.43, it says, a good tree does not bear bad fruit, neither does a bad tree bear good fruit. So to make it very clear, every tree is known by its fruit. And he said, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart will bring forth good things. So when you look at the scripture, it, 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 brings, it links very closely the fruit that we see, the manifestations of attitudes, behaviors, and so on in our life, point to and identify a hidden spiritual root from which they're drawing strength. And uh, so naturally, you can recognize a tree by its fruit. And uh, you could recognize the spiritual root by the spiritual relational fruit, the lack of love, the harshness, the hardness, and so on. And uh, so unless the root is removed, it'll just continue to sprout and produce bad fruit. So Jesus, uh, in his teaching, focused not on behavior, but focused on the heart. So all the Sermon on the Mount was about the heart. In 1 Samuel 16, verse 7 says, God doesn't look like um, people do. People look on the outside. God looks on the heart. So our role as pastors uh, personally is to experience heart transformation that results in loving relationships and strong marriages. And so uh, it's not a matter then of just learning new skills. That's helpful. But we need to actually resolve and deal with spiritual roots. Uh, for example, I've been in ministry for many years, maybe maybe, maybe eight years or something, and uh, and the Lord uncovered that I had a deep bitterness in my heart that went right back to a conflict in my relationship before I got married. And when, when I confessed it and addressed it and, and brought it to the Lord and brought it to my wife, she acknowledged the same thing, that there were hidden blocks in her heart that also were rooted in bitterness and disappointment with me. And when we removed them, there was an immediate shift in the intimacy in our marriage. 
And uh, I have found, of course, that this is a, a big problem everywhere. So uh, what is a stronghold? We need to talk about strongholds. In 2 Corinthians 10, 4, it says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down every argument, bringing every high thing that exalts self against the knowledge, intimate knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought and bringing it into obedience. So you notice there's a lot in that, but I just want to pick up the one thought, the necessity of pulling down strongholds. So you notice there, it tells us we are engaged in spiritual warfare. So you're either aware of it and engaging and winning, or you're unaware of it and you're being under the influence of it and frequently being defeated by it. So conflict with people are frequently the manifestation of uh, internal uh, spiritual activity of unclean spirits or particular types of spirits working against us. And, and that verse tells us very clearly that Jesus has equipped us with spiritual weapons, that you're not helpless in this. We can discern, we can identify spiritual roots, and then we can overcome them. Notice it says in that passage, there's a pulling down of strongholds. Uh, so strongholds, whatever they are, you actually have to pull them down. They don't just vanish. They are, uh, that, uh, that word pulling down means, uh, it means demolition, <laughs> like a building demolition. Something's been built in your head for a long time, built in your heart for a long time, and then there's got to be a demolition. So you're Mr. Demolition Man, you've got to bring it down. And uh, so it means a tearing down or a destroying. So it's not, that's not a passive pray and give it to Jesus thing. That's actually an assertive attack to destroy something that has been established as producing bad fruit. So that brings in, well, what is a stronghold? And um, if you just look it up in the, in the, in the, in the dictionary, you'll get a, a definition like this. Now, remember, we're going to apply this to spiritual things. It, it refers to a fortified place that resists entrance. It refers to a place where someone's found refuge or hiding. Uh, it, it's, it, it's defined as an area that's dominated or occupied by a particular group with a particular uh, emphasis or quality. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's a place that serves as a center of a, a faction or any group with common opinions. So that's, that's what it describes then as a stronghold in the dictionary. So then if you bring that over now, what is a spiritual stronghold? A spiritual stronghold, I would define it something like this. It's an ungodly mindset, ungodly way or frame of thinking. And it reflects as a way of behaving. And uh, it has these characteristics. It's been established over time. Number two, it's empowered by demonic, invisible spirit beings, evil spirit beings. They're persons. And uh, it strongly resists change. So when you try to change, you keep lapsing back. And, and fourthly, it undermines healthy relationships. So that's a stronghold, an ungodly mindset or way of thinking that flows out as a way of behaving and relating. It's been established over a period of time. Uh, it's, so it's like a habit. Uh, it's empowered. So there's something puts energy into it that keeps it empowered. That's what you've got to remove. Then you can deal with the stronghold. Uh, it's empowered by evil spirit beings that strongly resist change and it undermines relationships. So that's, that's a stronghold. And we have been given weapons to tear them down. We'll just identify those shortly. So some, some examples of strongholds. Let me just talk a bit. I'll give you a few examples. Um, but many, many of the strongholds that people have in their, in their personal life and therefore in their marriage and in their family have been in the family life for generations. So they're a generational pattern. And sometimes they're secret. They're all hidden. And everyone struggles, but no one's saying anything, particularly with sexual sin. That's an issue. 
Uh, sometimes they're obvious. You can see by the pattern, uh, there's uh, broken marriages, there's abuse, there's uh, uh, anger issues uh, and so on. Um, so, so each generation has to struggle to overcome it. And if they've failed, then you are the receiver of that legacy. So you'll have got good things from your parents, but there's also hidden spiritual struggles that are invisible that are working against you. And you have to disempower those things. Um, so, so just a few examples of common ones I come across everywhere in working with people and then they're working in marriages. Uh, I always track them back and look at the family of origin and look what started there and then what has grown and developed over time, built like layer upon layer or thickness upon thickness. And uh, so first, uh, so we look at the fruit, what, what are the behaviors, what's going on? And then we look for these hidden roots. Uh, the number one would be um, bitterness and unforgiveness. Uh, in Hebrews 12, 15, bitterness is a root that defiles all relationships. But people don't necessarily feel bitter, but it can be the result of deep hurt, deep anger, Often it goes right back to childhood. They've been deeply hurt by a parent, by what they did or the withholding of love from them. And then they've developed resentment and anger and built walls in the heart. And uh, often the, uh, the bitterness is primarily directed at a parent who failed. And then it overflows because of violating Ephesians 6 2. It overflows into all relationships in every area of life. So I found a fundamental principle. If we fail to honor our parents, life will not go well for us and we will have troubles with our health. So contrary is, uh, or conversely, where life is not going well, explore if there's a dishonor and judgment of a parent that's now reproducing as a similar behavior. A second area that uh, causes problems is sexual sin and uh, sexual lust, uh, uh, particularly with pro pornography and perverted thoughts and so on. These can be generational, and, and maybe they come from previous sexual experiences that have never been resolved. So when you have a sexual experience, your life is defiled by demonic spirits. Uh, there's ungodly sexual soul ties, and there's a constant torment of uncleanness and the struggle that goes on with sexual sin or defilement in the mind and heart. And of course, this affects intimacy very, very greatly. And so for a man, he may struggle with that with a woman. She may have had abuse in her background and then struggling with the walls of resentment and bitterness and also the feeling of being defiled, which he's reminded of every time there's intimacy. Uh, another stronghold is rejection, which is a deep, painful wound. It comes up out of many sources, and uh, it often arrives very early in life from painful experiences, being abandoned by a parent or rejected by a parent, verbal violence or physical violence or abandonment or uh, some kind of trauma that has happened very young, been criticized, never been good enough, those sort of things. So when people are rejected, there's a wound forms in the heart, which if it's not resolved, it defiles the way we think. And then life is filtered through rejection. We misinterpret everything that you're rejecting me. So what is a, what should be a conversation about something uh, we need to talk about turns into being a reaction because I feel I'm being attacked. Uh, another uh, so so when men are rejected, of course, they often struggle with passivity, and they would they're, they're great out in the pulpit, great in the church, and then when they come home, there's a passivity in spiritual leadership, or there's hidden addictions or they may be highly aggressive and competitive and, and, and uh, very insensitive to family. Uh, another stronghold area, stronghold is shame. Shame is a very big one, it comes from many sources, but it's a, it's a feeling of disgrace or dishonor or embarrassment that was caused by our own actions or some things that people did against us, particularly if there's been abuse of any kind that brings deep shame, but there can be other things. Poverty can bring shame and many experiences, but it, it carries a mindset, something's wrong with me, I, I'm the problem. 
whereas guilt, that's the problem. I caused the problem, but shame, it's about my identity. So whenever we have shame in our heart, we will hide from intimate relationship, intimate connection. It's like we never really open our heart. Just like Adam and Eve, they concealed themselves from one another and then they hid from God. Uh, another area of uh, struggle in marriages can be addictions. That's a stronghold because it's uh, formed over time. It's strongholds come usually, or addictions come usually because there's been shame or pain that's never been resolved. And because it's not been resolved, there's a, there's a massive issue comes from that. Uh, then people turn to something to comfort them, alcohol or drugs or pornography or bury themselves in media or bury themselves in church ministry. Wow. <laughs> wow. That can be just, you know, there can be a drive to fill a need that's inside. So addictions generally are rooted in shame and um, they, they definitely hinder intimacy. And then fear and anxiety. They're very, very common. They come often down through family lines, an overprotective parent, a very angry, controlling parent uh, or anxious parent. But uh, they come from a whole range of things, experiences we may have had. And uh, it leads, when, when, when you don't deal with it, it leads to controlling people and controlling relationships. So it's a huge issue because boundaries are violated. And then uh, the people under a controlling person, a fearful controlling person, can never come forth. Uh, it'll be the same in your ministry. You can never really bring people forth because, uh, because fear will cause you to control them. So we need to address strongholds. They don't just go. Jesus has provided a way to deal with them. Remember, they resist change. So therefore, humility and perseverance is needed if you're going to get lasting change. So if order we want to change and deal with the stronghold, we need to do these things. We need to identify the roots, pull them out, and then build or establish new ways of thinking and acting. Identify the roots remove the roots, and then, ident and then build new ways of responding. So when you identify the roots and overcome the spiritual power behind it, you find you're actually able then to build properly. If you don't deal with the roots, building is always, uh, it's, it's never, never really lasts. So here's a few practical steps. Um, I call them the eight R's, uh, the R's of freedom. Uh, and here they are, number one, recognize the pattern, recognize the pattern. So, so no change without recognizing and acknowledging there's a problem and I need to do something about it. So what's the problem or the behavior or the, the issue that keeps coming up and sabotaging you? That's the first question. Secondly, is responsibility for change. Uh, well, I must take responsibility. Responsibility is the first step to maturity. Uh, and so that means I stop blaming anyone. I stop denying it, stop minimizing it. Uh, I just got to honestly face, hey, there's an issue here. I'm responsible to address my part in it and take actions and steps to change. And so what's my part? Uh, so there it is. Uh, recognize the pattern, take responsibility, uh, resolve hidden pain. Because most of these strongholds, there's hidden pain. And sometimes you need to sit in the presence of the Lord and just journal. Holy Spirit, what is under this? What is causing this pain? What's bringing the stronghold, giving it such effect? And so we grieve the loss and bring our grief to the cross. We need to release forgiveness. Inevitably, there's some hurt. Some, someone's hurt you, so you forgive them and bless them. Because without forgiving and blessing them, our heart never gets free. We stay locked in. We sometimes need to repent. Are there ways I violated the laws of God? Have I anything I need to deal with and address and turn from? Um, have I got agreements that I've made uh, with uh, demonic lies, you know, that I'm no good, I'm a failure, I'm never going to be good enough. I need to, re to renounce those agreements, to break my agreement with those demonic lies. 
uh, and then just remove and resist anything that's become part of my life. So you speak and command it to go when you've uh, dismantled your agreements with it. And then finally, you need to rebuild. Rebuilding is a process of seeing what God says and starting to meditate on his word, the speaker's word, and start to build and establish a habit of new patterns. Maybe this place you could start would be just to sit and talk with your spouse and say, hey, God's been showing me something here that I realize I've caused you hurt. I just want to talk about it and want to hear from you and I want to apologize. I'm committed to build this, uh, to overcome the stronghold and make a new start. So there it is. That's a great way to recognize and overcome strongholds. I've uh, done a rough set of notes. I've, uh, I've sent them off and uh, so you can call in and, and e they'll be emailed to you if you really want to get them. And uh, when I send them to, uh, uh, I've sent them to Shannon, that's right. And so if you contact Shannon, she can give you the notes. But I'd like to just pray for you as we come to the end. And uh, I believe that God wants to touch many of you. And uh, why don't you just right now, just, uh, just open your heart right now. Holy Spirit, show me where there's a hidden stronghold that has been sabotaging my life and marriage and ministry. Just put that name right in my head straight now. Is it some area of, uh, what is it, Lord, that, I, that, that is undermining? Is there bitterness, unforgiveness? Is there sexual sin and lust? I'm wrestling with it and it never, never goes away. Am I struggling with rejection? I'm very defensive and can't be talked into a reason with easily and I react to any kind of form of feedback or correction. Am I struggling with shame? I actually am hiding and not really being the true person I'm supposed to be. I'm sort of performing to keep everyone happy. Uh, are there any things I'm addicted to that I need to actually face? This is an addiction. I need to deal with the root cause of it, when it started and what was feeding it. And am I living in fear and becoming controlling and, and controlling the people and the, the people around me, everything around me, so I get what I want because I'm afraid? Holy Spirit, just bring to mind any one of those things. Is this generational? And Father, right now, I just pray for your presence and power to come upon each person watching. I ask, Lord, that you would uncover the primary stronghold that is undermining them at this time and give them great grace to walk through the process with you of dealing with the heart issues involved and tearing that root out so there's no more fruit being produced. I ask, Father, for wisdom and grace that, Lord, they'd recognize what's needed. They'd they take responsibility where they need to take responsibility. They would resolve hidden pain by bringing it to the light and grieving and releasing it. They'd release forgiveness. Lord, that they'd repent where there's things actually they're holding on to need to deal with. They'd renounce or break any agreements that they've formed. Lord, that they would remove and resist any further attacks in this area and start to rebuild and establish new patterns. Father, I just bless each person watching today and thank you for them in Jesus' name.